This is Talk to Me Internet, and I am working on uh, a novel, and it's I've described it as a social horror story, uh, in that there that the social interactions of the story are turned into something dramatically different than what you expect. And uh, some people, I've had one reader so far read the outline, and they did not like the outline. They did not they they liked it, but they didn't like the, the content of the story. They thought it was they, they, they just turn them off, and as such, uh, I uh, you know I don't care because it's a good story, uh, and I'm going to write the story. I just have been feeling kind of uh, today. I've been kind of a little, things are a little too intense, and as such, I uh, need a little break. And so I thought I'll talk about writing a novel, uh, which depending on your point of view is really boring or something you would want to hear about. Uh, writing a novel is a, is a lot of work. It is a lot, by definition, it is a lot of work. Because you have to think, like I haven't even done character studies, which is pretty, a pretty basic thing to do with a novel, because you have to have kind of a, like a Bible of like what these characters would do in a situation. You can't, like, I'm gonna do that, the second thing, like the first thing is to just write, well actually the third thing. The first thing is write an outline, that's for me. The second thing is to write the story, and the third thing is to write a character study, and then write a second draft that has the character studies, helps you flesh out the characters. Uh, that's at least what I'm going to do. Uh, but I, I'm looking actively looking for someone to kind of give me advice, but that, that's really tough. Unless, unless you're willing to pay, pay somebody, that's really tough. Nobody wants to read your crappy novel unless you pay them. Uh, and I think I may have found someone that can use that. But uh, anyway, I am... Uh, Working on a novel, and I, uh, I think I might use this service maybe to kind of talk about that on a regular basis. Or maybe not. I mean, it depends on if I can get any input at all. Uh, if anybody shows any, if anybody gives any indicate, like I mean, any traction at all. If anybody says, "Hey, this is cool. I talk. I like hearing you talk about your novel," then I will continue. But if they don't, it will be, I will be very erratic and erratic. Like me, uh, that I ever talk, that I ever do it at all. Uh, but it, it is an interesting talking about novels and screenplays, which I hope turns into a screenplay as well. Is I think interesting, and uh, so there you go. Thanks for listening. This is Talk to the Internet. Hey, hello. This is uh, Trumplandia with Milo. Milo, I don't know if he wants to know his last name to be used. Uh, Milo is. A very funny guy, and uh, I don't know. This is just a test to see if it works. So, Milo, yeah. how are you? I am good, Shelton. How are you doing? I'm just fine. And this is uh, I, uh, I. I've had a very bad day. <laughs> yeah, Did I, I, tell some you? Ex- I saw some expletives on your Facebook. Did I mention I hate rich people? Because, like, I I got I legitimately the the person that I borrowed some money from. He he had every reason. I I I couldn't provide a service for him, but he but he's very wealthy. He's a very wealthy man, and you would think he would be a little bit more gracious when, about when I had to pay it back. But he wasn't. He was a dick. Excuse my language. So anyway, how well, are you? At least you, you still have your knees. I still have my knees. It's not. It was not with a Russian oligarch, and I didn't did not have to have. A PP tape held held over me. So. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so this is the first attempt at a podcast called Trumplandia. I don't know how successful we will be. 
uh, it, it may be a complete failure. Uh, this may be under t- talk to me internet, but but that's more about me not knowing how to change the name of a podcast. If if you want to call it talk to me internet, that's fine. Uh, so anyway, the, the big news is Wolf. Like for a long time, for a long time, for two whole solid years, I was told to bleep my feelings on the part of the Trump supporters and and the Michelle Wolf is mean to them and they get upset. Tell what is what are your opinions on that, Milo? So yeah, so in anticipation for this inaugural podcast, I did watch the entire Michelle Wolf speech for research. You know, I knew it was important to watch that, and I didn't find it troublesome at all. There were some jokes in it, but there was nothing terrible. Certainly, there was no big, you know, sort of ripping apart Sarah Sanders for her looks that didn't actually happen. And uh, these seem to be the the normal sort of jokes and roasts that they've had at these events many times before. And then, you know, people get all upset afterwards, like the Stephen Colbert thing. But in the long run, you know, it's sort of a a short term, you know, people going over the top. And I don't know why. I guess it's because press people so desperate to keep their access up. Right. Yes, that's exactly that is exactly what. Yeah. Maggie Haberman was like, oh, I can't believe Sarah Sanders sat through that. But you got to look through the lens of Mary Haberman at the New York Times is constantly trying to develop her access. And she apparently has great access from what you can see. Um, So she's like she's going to give Sarah Sanders some like, oh, make her feel better. But they don't really believe those things. Now, you're a very wise man. How much of what's going on is that the president sets the tone of his era? And as such, because the president is a thin skinned bully, uh, that, that it's sort of a heightened sense of, of the president of, of people being a little bit more sensitive, even though it's completely hypocritical, people are a little bit more sensitive. You people, you know, I mean, there's so much about Trump that's so horrible that, you know, these, these jokes were just softballs. They were obvious things that could be said. And I didn't, you know, yeah, I didn't think they were that bad. You had that one white house correspondence dinner years ago with George Bush, made fun of himself that he couldn't find WMDs. And there was a little video where he's looking for the WMDs, which is really awful when you think about all the thousands <laughs> of people that died. And like, billions of dollars, too. So he's poking fun of himself for a horrible failing. Um, so you can't even Trump. Trump just doesn't work that way. And of course, he's never going to show up to this dinner. So I don't think it's going to make any difference with voters. It'll be long forgotten. This is just an Internet bubble thing. And so it's hopefully passing over. I didn't Twitter seemed my Twitter seemed to be dominated by it. I I don't understand why. I mean, are people completely historically ignorant? They don't know that every year this happens. (laughs) Exactly. And I just think people like to get people love drama. Twitter is loves drama. So substance free. As long as people are yelling at each other, Matt Schlapp, you know, that guy. Oh, my God. He is such a loathsome person. He's the guy, the CPAC guy, who he he was the guy that had the, the speaker that said, we shouldn't have hired the black guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he, he's, he's sort of in this ilk of Glenn Beck and these other people that it's all about. No, the, I, the I, I think he's beyond Glenn Beck. I think he's beyond because he's a he's a sycophant for Trump and Glenn Beck was not. I no, think, but Glenn Beck picked his own – they had to pick which horse they're going to ride on. But it all gets down to how much – how are they going to make money themselves? You know, these guys are, you know, profiting off politicians. They don't They don't really care, you know, about – I mean, no, flat no, clearly against have, Trump. The question I have is 
what is the end game of all this? Is the pendulum – is the system so broke that the pendulum can't do its typical left, right, left, right? Are we sort of stuck in this right-wing fascist theocracy for the rest of our lives, or is, will things snap back into place? Well, we'll have to see, you know, with these elections. It definitely seems that the uh, elections in the fall are going to be very favorable to Democrats. But the news media has such a short time frame for their reporting that something that's five, six, seven months off just seems like a million years. But that's not really that long off. And the concept of, you know, American democracy um, seems like there's a good shot that they will lose the Senate and the House. And similar to what happened to Obama when he was two years in office, and that will sort of tamp down some of what Trump's trying to get done, but he's really not getting a lot done at all other than blowing up the deficit. Oh, and also oh, starting a war with Iran because of a clerical era. Yeah, what is the latest on that? Was So was it really an error or is that a lie? Yeah. It was in the, the... No, it was a clerical error. They, they said had instead of, or something about has, has instead of had or had instead of has. I mean, we literally, we almost went to war over a word. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I don't know. I'm dug into that one that that much yet. I saw. No, I, I, I just. I thought maybe you might have a little bit more opinion of it than I did. So. Well, the, if you look at the sentence, the first had have had, but then the sentence continues in a way that you, it says to my to me that it has to be. It doesn't look like to me like it was just a typo. I'm gonna have to mute my phone, I guess, when we do these normally, so that we can't. Hear. <laughs> you're a very important person deep inside the bowels of the trump administration that's right that was stephen miller calling me right now <laughs> so is stephen miller Sorry. jewish is he a, is he a bigoted jew is that is a self-hating bigoted jew or or not yeah i think he's a jew is he jewish practicing jew? i think I his, mom, his grandmother i think was jewish yeah i do think he may be jewish but i don't know what he Sort of, yeah, yeah. Because David Duke uh, apparently said, even though he's Jewish, you know, he's he's he's. A that good is person. so weird. That is so weird. Yeah. What, what's the latest with this caravan? I saw there was some stuff. Oh, I don't know the caravan there. Blah. Trump will probably bomb him or something. <laughs> uh, I am so. Oh my God! I'm. I, I, I because this is a uh, the the test. I'll wrap this. I'll try to wrap this up so you can go back to work. But uh, I, as you may or may not know, I have a, a Facebook friend who's actually a close personal friend, like family friend from like my my entire life, who is a Trump supporter. And because I don't want to unfriend him, I don't like directly attack him. I just subtweet him, and he he's he's not very happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I I often will say fuck you. you. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, I say that all the time. Meaning, he knows that I'm talking about him, but uh, he 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 kind of called me out, and I was like, and, and I, he's like, you should own your subtweeting. That's, that's in essence what he was saying. And I and I and I was like, I do own it. I just don't wanna, don't want to unfriend you. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I if I did if I did what I had to do, I would just not be your Facebook friend because he he's he's such an idiot. Like. He's he's a great guy. He's I would vouch for him to buy get a loan. He's such a great guy, but he's an idiot. Uh, so uh, anyway, is he trolling I, you? No, he's not. That's 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 the scary part. He's not, he's being genuine. He is a genuine Trump supporter. Like mm. he is. He well, is, there are a ton of them out there. They're, they're definitely members of my family that are Trump supporters, and you cannot. Well, they're basically they've been all their lives. They're sort of even the older relatives of mine. They've been conned. Through other things, so I know totally acceptable like, to reverse mortgages and so forth. <laughs> yeah, they so, were the sort of people that believe, you know, whatever, you know, 
10 years ago, whatever the fraud or whatever it was was going on or, you know, timeshares or whatever. They, they oh, the question I have is the, the question I have is what about uh, is it because the America is really two nations now, young, multicultural and then old and white? Is that is that the problem? You know, well, we, we do have, uh, you know, there's. You know, it's hard. You know, there's definitely the urban urban areas of the country are more diverse and they're also the urban areas are becoming more powerful. And then you see the the rural areas are sort of rebelling against that. But we're becoming a more urbanized country. So if you think about things like gay marriage or whatever, I mean, there's been such a cultural shift in a short period of time. Okay, I got to I got to note on that. And that is that with if trump continues if he gets four full years of if we can't flip the hat the senate and he has four years to nominate like a hundred extraordinarily conservative judges on the federal bench for life you know it, it you know the, the people could be a little bit shocked at, at what the reversals of the the evil liberal agenda uh there are in the next 20 to 30 years yeah, it's hard to know. You know, judges can only go so far. I mean, if Congress passed laws that are clear, you know, they can't be interpreted. In the- <laughs> Did you just hear what you just said? What? <laughs> what if, if Congress passed laws that were clear. <laughs> I, know. I know. That's but, the whole point. Well, that's Not right. to- but that's right. When the laws aren't clear, you know, if you look at the, the continuum of liberal to conservative to how law can be can be interpreted if you have conservative judges they're going to go the conservative way it doesn't mean they're going to overturn round the board of education you know? oh they one of them was thinking about it one of the judges was like i don't know if i can comment on that uh so so my i got a question for you and the question is what is what's so wrong with liberalism i don't understand why that's gotten in the craw of some people why is it so a, vis- a visceral the hatred I don't even know that people even know what liberal or conservative. They is don't. Anymore. They don't. They, I don't know like that. I don't even know. Like, what would? Am I even liberal or am I a social democrat? Well, like, I don't even like. I don't even know what. Like, well, I, 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 I struggle to figure out what it is that liberals did that was so bad. I, th- I think we need to get back to is, okay, what what things, what particular policies does someone support? All that, everything in politics now is, do you root for this team or do you root for that team? And then when your team's in power, you do all the things the other side, you know, said you didn't like and you just do them yourself. I mean, there's just no difference. I mean, just, the only thing is we just get worse and worse, blowing up the deficit, you know, passing policies that are just bad. I mean, we have economic research about some things that work and some things that don't work, but we don't care, you know. So this, you know, trickle down economics, we know it doesn't work. So why? Yeah, why it doesn't start? work. And and, and like the thing that I, I've commented on before like on, on my many live streams that nobody watches is that my father, like in 1980, before Ronald Reagan's revolution, my father, as a mechanic, could support a family of five and be comfortable and go on vacations twice, like have vacations twice a year, all that. By the t- end of the, of the Reagan revolution, he couldn't do that anymore. Right. And I, and you know that I know that some of that was just a change in the economy, and but not really. But, but some of that you have to blame on Ronald Reagan's policies. Like the rich got richer and the poor got poorer. Yeah, and that seems to be a continuing theme, and you know, in uh, in our democracy and around the world. If you've ever, one thing I tweeted about before, we get into big topics here. If we just mentioned something, but there's a book, Louis Louis Piketty's Capital which is yeah. it can take you forever to read. It's like a 700, 900 page book or whatever can translate it from French, but it's a fascinating book. If you just read the squib about basically it says that over time, 
that the rich get richer, the economic inequality, wealth inequality, excuse me, wealth inequality increases over time. It's just a well, natural, and then, natural yeah. draw. And there's a, there's a quote by John Kennedy that says, uh, what is it? If peaceful, if peaceful revolution is un, if you are not able to have a peaceful revolution, you're going to have a violent revolution. And so my, my fear is that, that something really bad is going to happen if we, we, if we, cause, cause I have another Facebook friend who, whenever I say, you know, democracy is at stake, they go, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. And I'm like, well, that, you know, dude, we're not even a republic anymore. We're a plutocracy. We're an autocracy. And, you know, do you think that, think that there's that Russian meddling and gerrymandering and dark money and all that is going to prevent us from having a true, like any kind of, is, are we just screwed? Well, you know, if you think about it, the poor, how poor are poor people compared to poor people a hundred years ago? You know, I don't know because I'm not a poor person, but, you know, know, but seriously, I mean, I get a sense that, well, you know, a lot of people in this world don't pay attention to politics. And as long as things aren't too bad, you just don't care, you know? Well, I agree. I agree. I, I agree. Uh, I, I just, I just wonder, like, I'm not, I'm not politically savvy because I couldn't get elected dog catcher. But uh, I know like if I was a Democrat, I would, I would run on a platform of forgiving student loans for public schools, legalizing pot and healthcare. I think that that would, that, that would be a winning combination. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, legalize marijuana and, and, you know, these sort of things, there's definitely some liberalization of things going on, even alcohol places in the country where, you know, the, prohibition sort of you know they still don't have liquor by the drink and things like that these things yeah, yeah, falling down just like you know this idea of people having affairs anymore apparently isn't an issue with trump that might be a good <laughs> that might be a good thing in the long run is that really what well, yeah, I, I care about yeah oh, we are open you are opening a can of worms because i am so upset with conservatives who seem they what they apparently want women to just be hosts like they like they like they are so been able, I've been out of shape about women having sex at all, period, unless it's for procreation. What's up with that? That just pisses me off. Well, you know, but that's not really what's happening in reality because we don't care about people having affairs. It seems to me a lot of this sort of, you know, Betsy DeVos worrying about people getting charged with rape and whatever just seems like the whole mindset of most of society is like, well, men can have sex if they want to. You know, um, and not get in trouble for it. You know, but yeah, the, that's, the that's, whole mindset used that's to, pretty. That's pretty traditional. When you and I were growing up, the mindset was, you know, people wanted to have sex, but it was it was not supposed to happen. It was considered, oh, not before marriage. <laughs> I mean, so you, so you, you, you didn't have any, the, the, hypocr- the, the, hip, the, the hypocrite, the hypocritical oath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so yeah, I mean, we do have a lot of social norms, or whatever. That might be a good thing for Trump. I, you know, they're they're you know. Sometimes you have to blow up the system a little bit to make things better. So I, I try to be an optimist. So in the long run, you're obviously you know, an optimist. You were the one that said Trump wouldn't win. So because <laughs> <laughs> of science, you told well, me I, science. I, I said he would win and he wouldn't win. It just depends which day you ask me. Just like Trump, but the facts don't. Matter. Oh, the little checking now. I remember you were so adamant. Science. Yes, I was, <laughs> but the science was wrong. <laughs> and it was, influenced, it was influenced by facts i didn't have i do think you know russia and fake news or whatever we call these things news stories and whatever you know these did influence people <laughs> okay this this has been greatly rewarding i i always enjoy talking to you 
Uh, I'm always a little afraid that we're going to get disconnected because I'm afraid this is too long. But anyway, uh, I do want to do this again, maybe with a little bit more format formality. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for not ghosting me. And I will try to keep in touch and try to do this again. Okay. Sounds good. Till next time, fans. Thank you very much. All right. Bye.